the Mark West Sports Podcast. All right, welcome to the Mark West Sportscast Podcast. And we're bringing to you the weekly picks of the week. Pick all the, the best games mm-hmm. just so you know where we're coming from mm-hmm. and, you know, where, what side you should be on. What side you need to put that money? Kick <laughs> off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, where you, you want to put that bread on uh, but, um, you know, to, to make you some some money this week. Exactly. You know, uh, no. I don't endorse gambling. Huh? But I understand. <laughs> I said I don't I don't endorse gambling, but I understand. You know, if you try, you know, trying to do a quick come up, hey. I totally get it. I understand that. 100%. Especially right now, especially right now, since you um got this COVID and you know people ain't working the way they're supposed to be working. So people gonna do it, do do what they do. They're gonna get it how they live, you feel me? Um, but like Marcus said, we're gonna go ahead and um we're gonna have like five different um topics yeah. we got um guys. Um the first one gonna be um the recap on the um Javante Davis and uh um that other boxer, what's his name? Um Leo Santa Cruz. Um yeah. Um what what's your what's your take on that? You feel yeah. on Marcus? I mean, Javante Davis is a boxer I, I love. I mean, he's one of those throwback type of boxers. You know, he's almost like a mini Tyson out there. there. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of knocking dudes out just like Tyson did uh, at a young age. Davis exactly. is only like 26 years old, just, you know, taking taking guys to the ground. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited to see what he's going to do in his career because you don't want to see, you know, what, what happened to Tyson where, you know, he got knocked out and then he kind of fell off or whatnot. You know, um, I know you're a big Tyson fan, Wes, but, you know, after that Buster Douglas knockout, he never really was the same. Yeah. He never was the same. So you, yeah, you but don't want to see I, that. I, from I can't just let and you that, that fight like last that. week was great. <laughs> I can't just let you not, not Tyson like that because I mean, um, we all understand that Angelo Dundee wind up I'm passing away after he passed away. He wind up doing certain things that he wasn't doing, you know, doing drugs, fucking holes for fights, certain shit Actually like met that. Dundee. Oh really? Oh yeah, damn. I wish I would have yeah. met him. Damn. Where you met his ass at? Yeah. Um, at the um, there's this gym out in South Beach called Fifth Street Gym. Okay. And I was doing some PR uh, for that gym at the time. And Muhammad Ali was actually there too, because they reopened the gym. This was a gym that Muhammad Ali Um, fought at back in the day and they reopened the gym. And so Dundee and Ali got to be there. Um, Ali wasn't in in the best shape, you know, obviously. Um, But, you know, yeah, I got to meet Dundee and he was, you know, he's exactly what you think he is, you know, (laughs) he's an awesome dude. Go ahead. (laughs) Nah, yeah, but um, basically going back to what I was saying, like you got you got Tyson, um, you know, some people that's young and they don't got that guidance, they're gonna go ahead and do certain things that they're not accustomed to when that um father figure or that family member or somebody that's close to them actually passing away, and that was their guide. That was that was their guide. They're the person they looked up to. So yeah, I understand what you're talking about with the Buster Duggar fight. Um, yeah, once he got knocked out, you know, you start seeing um. Him go with Don King and not even just the the fights. The, he it was not even the quality of the fights that he would normally 
fight against if he was with Angelo Dundee. He really was going against like scrubs, to be honest with you, scrubs that I thought he was supposed to whoop their ass in the first place. But um, going back to the um, the um, Gervonta um, Davis fight, I think it was a great fight. Um, I, I really think it was a close fight. I really thought, um, you know, I thought it was going to be like um, hands down Gervonta Davis, but like the first three rounds I seen on Santa Cruz, he was he was he was giving um um Devante a little taste of what he normally dish out. You know, he was aggressive. Um, I remember when we was having that conversation off camera with Chris, and Chris was like, you know, um, um Santa Cruz is he's he's aggressive, and that's exactly what I saw when I seen the fight. Um, of course, like you said, um Devante Davis, he normally be knocking motherfuckers out. He's like a young Tyson. Um, he got a lot more discipline. Um, then Tyson, um, but he do, he do, he do, um, you know, um, put his money where his mouth is, you know, you have Mayweather going crazy after he actually won, um, because I, I think that's a mentor for him. I, I, I think, um, Mayweather actually trained him, um, also, you know, not his whole career, but, you know, after his career took off and, you know, I mean, if you got the money team behind you five and no, you know, he's not going to co-sign a motherfucker that ain't ain't live and if you didn't know about Javante Davis before that fight, you know, you seen what 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 type of power he had. Uh yeah, they know his ass now because he gave him the business. But you know, we ain't gonna stay too much on the boxing um because we 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 have our next topic. Um but but that was a great quality fight. Um Javante Davis I definitely yeah, we can get, we can get back to that on another on another podcast because there's so many things I want to counter with what you just said. You know, especially, you know, you talking about Tyson, I got some, you know, I mean, those are no excuses to me. You know, if you're a boxer, you're supposed to box and win. If you yeah, are yeah, yeah, a, exactly, a championship exactly. contender, unfortunately, he wasn't. Um, but, yeah, but Devontae Davis, uh, he's got that, um, he's got that wow factor is what he's got because he knocks people out. And that's what Mike Tyson had. He's got that wow factor. He's got those power punches. And, and to be honest, that knockout, uh, Santa Cruz was was um, one of the best knockouts, yeah, probably the best knockout of the year. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> um, you know the way that he good. just sunk down, the way he just sunk down and just went to sleep. It's just like yeah. somebody just like the Sandman just whispered in his ear, and he just <laughs> went to sleep. You know that that's kind of like exactly what happened. I was just like, wow, that that's that's a knockout. That is pay per view. That's something you 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 want pay in a pay per view pay per view fight. You know so. It'll be interesting to see who he fights next. If he fights the young boy Lopez, Tio Lopez, whew, that that that'd be a great fight Another because you got two fight. American boxers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got two American boxers. You know, kind of bringing back boxing once again. I mean, if if they could put that fight together, that'd be great. But yeah, let, let's move on to um, you know, the Thursday night. Um, Thursday night. Thursday night. Yeah, let's just start off with the Thursday night game, a Green Bay San Francisco Woo! matchup. This this has kind of become a, a somewhat of a rivalry, I think, like because th- these games are always end up being really good games. Like even in the playoffs, like San Francisco back when Alex Smith was, was the quarterback of San Francisco, I remember one of those epic playoff games between Green Bay and, and, and San Fran. Yeah, but San Fran, man, they just been hit. By, like, bug like crazy um they, they lost george kittle this week the arguably you can say top, he's the top two tight end right now behind kelsey I, I would say you lose him 
I mean, he lost most earlier in the earlier in the year to running back. Garoppolo, I mean, I think Garoppolo is underrated anyway. And Nick Mullins is not that much of a drop-off down. But I think the fact that uh Green Bay lost last week uh to uh, Minnesota, where Dalvin Cook just ran a muck on them boys, I think it's a it's a game where Green Bay is really trying to earn back their respect as a football team. So I feel like they should be bouncing back in this game uh, and, and take out take out San Francisco. Yeah, I agree 100% as far as what the San, Fran, San Fran's versus the Green Bay game. Me personally, I think that um, San Fran's is going to take a loss. Um, again, going back to what you were saying, um, Green Bay took a devastating loss last week. I mean, Dalvin Cook was just running crazy on their ass. Like, I'm like, run the ball. Why pass the ball? If you if you could just run the ball all over their ass, you know, just keep doing it. If they can't, if if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So he did exactly what he was supposed to do. I mean, something that um, happened to the Dolphins when we first played the Patriots. You see the Patriots is not that great right now, but um, they were able to run on us and they kept running. They could wind up getting a win. So as far as um, the Green Bay and the San Francisco game, I think, um, like you said, you got Kelsey um, that he's out. Um, Garoppolo, Garoppolo is out. Um, I don't really give San France too much respect because, um, you know, they played the Dolphins. The B- Dolphins gave them the business. I think was it, a, it was close to a shutout. If not, what a shut, was a shutout. And, and, and they basically had to take Garoppolo out the game because we just made it seem like we made it look like he was injured because when they took him out, I thought that he was injured. I didn't know that <laughs> it was just because they couldn't block for him. You know, and, and Mullins, that, that just shows you that it's, it, it's a game. And, and, you know, that's their franchise quarterback. You're uh, a little piece to the put to the puzzle. But they willing to throw you in that on fire knowing that they have nobody to block for them. So, but, again, um, San France, um, you got Green Bay. I don't really give San France too much respect. I know your record. You look good on paper. Garoppolo, you um, last week you did look good. Um, the team did look good, even though you had some injuries. Um but I'm going back to what Aaron Rodgers said um, a few weeks back when he was like, his worst games is um, um, other quarterbacks' career games, you know? So so he got to back that up because after he said that, he wound up losing. So um, he want to come back and, 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 and put a rest to, uh, was it a smart thing for them drafting a quarterback in the first round? You know, all that bullshit, you know, he's one of the, greatest quarterbacks of all time as far as a pure passer. So I'm going to just go on him, you know, um, and um, he's going to do what he normally be doing. You know, everybody have their hiccups. It's not expected to have a undefeated team or like the Dolphins, but um, we're going to go ahead and go with Green Bay just because, you know, you got Aaron Rodgers. He got the bad taste in his mouth. And when normally when you, when you poke the um, sleeping, um, um, sleeping bear, the bear gun, Wake your ass up and do what it do to you. So Aaron Rodgers, don't make me look sick yeah. on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> for real, for real. Um, you know, what's interesting about this game is because uh, COVID, man, COVID is, is hitting everybody hard, uh, obviously. So the running back uh, situation over there with Green Bay is, is, is interesting. I don't know if you know that, uh, Wes, but they first their running back Aaron Aaron Jones is out with uh, I think he's got a calf injury. Then they had Jamal Williams. Availability. Who, 
availability. Yeah, best ability is availability. <laughs> best ability is availability. And and then Jamal Williams is in in the COVID protocol. I don't know who's going to be at running back, to be honest, you know. And for that reason, I take San Francisco with the spread <laughs> because who's going to be who's going to be that running back? I still feel like Green Bay wins that game. I, be but I feel back. like for some reason, San Fran keeps it close because Nick Mullins, I feel like is underrated. I, he, he's an underrated quarterback. He's one of probably the best backup quarterbacks. They're not going to ask him to do much. They're not going to ask him to do much. It's just like, you know, um, we got the best. You saying we got um they got the best backup quarterback and I gotta I gotta you know not agree with that because I think Fitzpatrick is the best backup quarterback in the league um can be a starter right now hopefully you we don't have to go back to you and two will do what it do but um as far as Green Bay I know who's gonna be the running back you know who's gonna be the running back it's gonna be the wide receivers because Aaron Rodgers gonna try be out? dunking, dunking <laughs> to throwing into the flats, it? Oh. throwing into the flats, and throwing into the um to um to um deep bombs. You know that um Green Bay historically don't have um good running backs or even a running game. So them not having their running backs and them being injured like that really don't change my pick because I mean Aaron Rodgers normally throw the ball all day. So and just the plain fact that he throw the ball all day and he's consistent with throwing the ball. Um, not I'm not like. Um, golf where he um, threw the ball 61 times and barely did anything. So I'm going to go with a Hall of Famer. I'm going to go with that pedigree. I'm going to go with him having a great relationship with his um, coach right now. Um, they said it was um, Aaron Rodgers, but I mean, look what's happening right now in Dallas with the coach. So, you know, um, I know he has a bad relationship with their family, but shit, I understand. You Sometimes you got green ass motherfuckers in your family and you got to motherfucking stop fucking with them. Sometimes your ass got to stop fucking with people once you get a certain amount of money because these people live a certain life that you don't live no more. So again, at the end of the day, you know, family is everything, but I do know, and everybody else should know, sometimes you don't, you don't fuck with certain people in your family for whatever reason. So um, I'm going to go ahead and keep his, um, his um, normal life out of it. But you know, when it comes down to it, Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback and he's going to find a way to win. Um, I'm happy we disagree on this. Why? Because last week we was agreeing on everything. So, so you know, this is this is perfect topic before we start on Saturday. <laughs> I, I mean, like I said, I do like Green Bay to win the game, but like for the betters out there that play with the spread, you know, I think. Okay, San okay, okay, okay. So we agree. The, the close game. Um, but. but Let's let's keep it with the uh with the NFL games um because you know this, the the Saturday games are interesting and I, I kind of want to leave that leave the college football games a little bit separate um and just kind of run through the NFL games real quick. So the the next high profile game in the NFL is um the Bills and the Seahawks. So interesting matchup, two mobile quarterbacks. Two okay um, running games. You got uh, Devin Singletary from FAU over there and Zach Moss from Hollandale High School. So you got two players from down south running the ball for Buffalo. But their, their running game hasn't really been what, what you were expecting it to be. And I think you put too much on Josh Allen's plate to really kind of make plays in this game. 
Now, Seahawks defense is not the Legion of Boom at all. They've been giving up a lot of yards every game. So this is not the defense that you think Seattle is. And Jamal Adams is, I believe, still not back yet from, from injury, the safety that they got from the Jets. So Russell Wilson, I feel, is on a mission this season to win the MVP. Oh, and, and DK Metcalf, we talked about him before. Uh, on this show about how he's just a, a beast, beasting out there, and Tyler Lockett is becoming a solid number two man receiver. Man in the muscle body. And let's not let's not forget. What's up? He's a man in a muscle body. He's elegante. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he's definitely um, like a bodybuilder type of um, receiver out there. He's like Megatron times two, and. Let's not forget to mention that the young boy DJ Dallas is running the ball over there because they got some injuries. Chris Carson injured. Travis Homer also from the U injured as well. So, so the young boy DJ Dallas actually showed out last week, scored a couple touchdowns, one catching the ball, one running the ball. It's expected. I mean, he's a solid enough running back, as we saw from the U, to really get things done. So I'm picking Seattle to beat the Buffalo Bills. Uh, let's, the spread on that game is three, which is a kind, kind of interesting. I mean, just only three points. I feel like Buffalo's a fraud and lay those three points down because Seattle is going to lay the Bills down. You feel me? I agree 100%. You know, there's nothing that you said that I disagree with, you know, but my whole thing is I don't really think this really a game. I think that the Seahawks, their powerhouses, um, you know, you got, um, you know, the history with the Buffalo Bills. Like, they normally suspect. I mean, they normally, they normally, if they are good, they're good for a little while. But of course, you know, what normally happens, happens to them, the bad luck kicking. So even if it's a, was supposed to be a good game, it's going to be a bad game for them. When, when you're playing against elite teams, that's the Pittsburghs, the Seahawks, you know, teams like that, teams that normally make it to the Super Bowl. You know, the New England's, even though New England's not looking great this year, but, you know, you don't understand what I'm saying. Like, I mean, you got a rookie quarterback, well, not a rookie quarterback, second-year quarterback. Um, it looked like he's coming into his own. He's a lot accurate now um, compared to last year. Last year, I was like, thank God they picked him because I'm like, motherfuckers was wide open and he was just like, the ball was nowhere near him. So now when I've seen him play the Dolphins and I've seen the highlights from him, he's looking like a beast. He's, 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 he's looking like a bigger version of Tannehill, you know, accurate, you know, sometimes, you know, he do some dumb shit, you know, but of course it's his second year. So, you know, it, it's understandable. I mean, you're going to do how many plays you're going to do. You're going to do um, 90 plays that's positive and 10 plays that's negative. I'll take that anytime, but you, you're going against Russell Wilson. You got DK Metcalf. You see the videotape that he did. Every team gonna motherfucking have that being played. He's not gonna, this team do not give up, you know? And that just showed the heart of, you know, what DK Metcalf um, did, you know, their leader, mm -hmm. Russell Wilson, you know, even off the, off, off, you know, the field, you know, I love, I love the way he, he, he did what it did with, with Sierra, as far as, you know, buying her masters and, you know, doing some, some real nigga shit, you know, um, he just consistently do what he's supposed to do off the field. And then you go on to the field 
and he's just doing what he do. He's a smaller quarterback. He knows when to slide. He knows when to get out of bounds. He rarely throws picks, you know. Um, I think last week um, he had like a pick or two, but, you know, it's rare. I mean, Tom Brady had a pick or two, and look what happened the next week. He wind up bouncing back and showing his true colors, you know. So as far as Russell Wilson and the Seahawks, you got a great coach right now with Pete Carroll. Um, if you had other coaches that wasn't retired, then I wouldn't put him in a top bracket. But um, because you got so much younger coaches, you know, he's one of the top five coaches right now, me looking at it, um, because, you know, he, he's been a coach for a while. He coached college. He coached um, the NFL, got kicked out of the NFL, came back doing his thing. And he got the quarterback. He got the quarterback that anybody would want, you know, got it from Wisconsin, you know, and, and, you know, third round pick and he's doing what he's supposed to do. He says the right things. And, you know, I'm not even, it's not the Legion of Boom, but again, it's Russell Wilson's team right now. And they play really more like a team, you know, because when, when, when it was a Legion of Boom, it really more was a run first, um, team you know there was you know he was a younger quarterback you know he couldn't really speak up if he really wanted to you know you got Richard Sherman and you know Earl Thomas you know you got come on who's gonna say something to Marshawn Lynch in the mother like come on man so you know now that you got these these alpha males out you know and you got younger players that see see what you do you know when they're in college you know I mean they're gonna respect you more they're gonna do what you do you don't you don't give up and even though I thought you was a square, I respect, I salute. You feel me? Like you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Like I, I have nothing ne negative to say about that shit. Seahawks win. They do what they do because of Russell Wilson. All right, all right. We're in agreement on that. Easy. Uh, so let's transition to the other team in the AFC East, and that's the Miami Dolphins. Now they've got their franchise quarterback as well. Uh, played his first game last week. Um, we both predicted that the Dolphins would win that game, and they did. They And we also basically predicted that it wouldn't be about Tua. It'd be more about that defense, which, you know, we were both on point with that as well. So you got to look at this next matchup against another on, wait, NFC wait, wait. West. I think, wait, wait, wait. I so think you had said right now we're two one against the NFC West. Hold up, I, I could have sworn you said there was a lot of pressure on Tua, and I was like, "There's no pressure. He's going to be doing them slants like he's there doing the Alabama." On Come on, man. There was no pressure. There's it was always no going to be pressure on Tua. Trust me. There's it was always no, going to be pressure. It's going to be pressure on the quarterback. That's a rookie quarterback, but again. Seeing what the team's been doing the last couple of weeks, I mean, like, you're a Dolphin fan. Like, we rarely score. For the last three weeks, we've been scoring over 24 points. You feel what I'm saying? So, I'm like, all right, as long as he do what he do in Alabama, yeah, then I, he will go ahead and be really able to do what he do. You know what I mean? Right huh? now. You said I can't what? really judge uh, the point total. I can't judge with the point total right now because that was Fitzy playing quarterback. And then last game – I believe the defense scored were, were responsible for basically two touchdowns last week. I mean, Tua didn't do much. Yeah, if, me if too. To be perfectly honest, Tua didn't do much, but there's going to be games where he needs to. 
And that's when the pressure is going to be on you, Tua. But you got, and that's when we're going to see if we really have a franchise quarterback. Because yeah, right but, now, we don't, we don't really know if we have a franchise quarterback yet. See, we saw we do? that we have probably a franchise defense and that Flores has really got a handle on his defense. See, but we don't know if we have a franchise quarterback yet. See, but what would you do? Like, you're not you're not gonna figure that out in one game, you know. Like, and not just that, but like, what would you do if you if you was the head coach? Would you tell Tua to throw it 40, 30 times when we're up 20, 28 to seven? Like, nah. Well, luckily, I'm gonna, luckily, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to dink and dunk. Game. I'm gonna dink and dunk, and I'm gonna go ahead and give it to the running back, and that's exactly what they was doing. Uh, the last few weeks, the Dolphins wasn't predictable, but last week. They were predictable when, when once we got that that lead. They were running the ball first down, second ball on um, second down and third down. Why? Because of the league. I mean, looking at it like if you're playing video games. I know it's real life and it's video games. Right, not the because same thing. of the league. But exactly. again, you got a 28 point lead, right? Are you are you really trying to like you know do more or you're trying to waste time? I'm gonna run the ball five yards, five yards. If I get the first my down, cool. If I don't, I'm not. We didn't see much from Tua. What's up? My point is that we didn't see much from Tua. I, I mean, I'm not knocking the game plan. Obviously, oh. we play the game to win. You play to win the game. Okay, Just okay. Just like yeah. Herb <laughs> Hello? You know, you play to win the game, you know? But, like, if it's a situation where we – down by 30 you know or we down by let's just say we down by two touchdowns you need a couple of scores in the fourth quarter we didn't see that yet so until i see that that's when i'm going to be truly sold that we have the franchise quarterback for the future or whatnot and that could happen in this game because arizona is no slouch you know arizona's got a better defense i think than the rams their offense is probably just as good. Maybe I would say even it's better than the Rams because they got a mobile quarterback. They got the young boy, Kyler Murray, who can escape the pocket. And that's what you didn't see last week with Jared Goff, a, a player that could not escape the pocket. So that's why he turned the ball over. And it, it, was, it was Miami just balling all over the Rams. So this is going to be an interesting game because I feel like Kyler Murray is going to get his. You know, he, he's a young quarterback. Obviously, he's still going to make mistakes. But I feel like he's going to get his, as in they're going to score a couple of touchdowns on us, I feel. And Tua's going to have to make some throws in this game. And it'll be interesting to see if he does. Now, by, is it, by no stretch of the imagination am I going to pick the Cardinals right now based on the way they played against the NFC West. They beat, they beat the Rams, and they destroyed the 49ers. The NFC West, arguably the best division in football right now. All four of those teams are, are relatively good. You know, that, I guarantee you're going to have at least two, two teams from that division make the playoffs. Okay. And I'm still standing on the Dolphins are, are going to make the playoffs because they won last week. Let's not forget that I said that. I said the Dolphins are going to make the playoffs if they beat the Rams. They just they didn't beat the Rams. They destroyed the Rams. So I'm still saying guaranteed Dolphins are making the playoffs. But are they a real contender? This game is going to let us know. This game is going to let us know if, if we're a real contender. First of all, it's on the road. It's not at home. You're not in the friendly confines of Hard Rock Stadium. It, 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 it's on the road. Yeah, there's no crowd, obviously, because of COVID. 
but it's still going to be a different environment. Tua is going to be out of his element. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm still going to pick the Dolphins to pull out a win in this game. I'm picking the Dolphins to to to, to win this game, but I'm not very confident with that. I'm not very confident with that pick, but we'll see. Hopefully Flores can shut down uh, the young boy, Kyler Murray, and he doesn't run all over the defense, and D-Hop, Nuck, doesn't go off on, on on the defense like that, and we can get another W on the West Coast. Okay, now it's my turn. And win Arizona. Now it's my turn, and it's, <laughs> uh, it's, it's my turn for everybody to hear how it's going to really go down, you know. Um, of course, um, I, I picked the Dolphins. Um, you know, I'm all Miami, but not just because I'm all Miami, because I, you know, like he, like Marcus said, yeah, you know, you, 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 you got Arizona, but like you said, Arizona, they played the Rams, the Dolphins did what to the Rams? Then you're saying Arizona played San Francisco. What, what did Miami do to, to that team? Oh, oh, okay. Okay. So, you know, when it comes to defense, we have two, what? Arizona be Seattle though. Ar- Arizona beat Seattle, and Seattle did what to the Dolphins? How did they win? Okay. How did they win? What did they blow us it out like matter. the other it team, or they just won matter. the game? They just won the game. You feel me? Like, come on now, you can't even you can't even compare the two. Two of the games that we did was a blowout, and one game was a close game. Like, come on, it's not even the same. No. Now again, um, and not just that. When we played the Seahawks, we didn't have our starting corner. Uh, supposedly the best corner in the league, supposedly right now, you know, and, you know, we had a rookie. And what did they do? They, they attacked his ass. So what happened when he came back? You see the defense looking stout. So, you know, now going back to what I was saying, of course, you got DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins, he he's all world. He's a beast. He finally got a quarterback and a head coach. That's on point. I mean, he had a quarterback last quarterback. year. He had a quarterback last year. He had a quarterback last year. But but he didn't he didn't see eye to eye with the with the head coach and not just that you 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 know what it is yeah. when you have dysfunction in the locker room be, between the head coach raw receiver quarterback key players like it's not gonna work and you see what happened in Houston keep going on and doing that Houston we got your pick next year we need y'all to be garbage as fuck so we can pick number one or number two now going back to what I was saying with well, um Byron Jones Byron Jones is back Xavier Howard so yeah I know you got this wide receiver that I think is gonna be a Hall of Famer. You know, he got dreads like me. He don't got the whole thing. He just got a high top with the dreads. So, you know, I like it because of that. And he's all pro. You know, he looked like CJ um 2K, you know, but 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 a raw receiver. That's how I look at him. Like he got the speed, he got the agility, he got he got everything that you would want in a um raw receiver. And he hood as fuck, you know. So I don't think niggas just gonna just try to try him. You know, because, you know, you got people that play football, but, you know, they always been in sports. And you got certain people that have been in the streets and they had to play football to escape the street life. He looked like one of them motherfuckers. You feel me? Somebody that, you know, <laughs> yeah. somebody that you're not going not go on with no problems with, you know. But you got our corners. Our corners is going to do what they do. You see what, the de- what our defense is doing. Of course, yeah, you say Arizona have a – good defense, a good, decent defense, but I don't think their defense is better than the Miami Dolphins, because why? Miami Dolphins got the number one defense in the NFL right now as far as points being scored. So you could score, you could have 400 yards passing, rushing, all this bullshit, but 
the Miami Dolphins is not going to have you go in the end zone. You're going to score a field goal. You may go in the field um, end zone here and there, but, you know, we all know when you get the ball and you're, you're in, in, in contentious to actually score the actual um, points instead of a field goal, it's going to wind up coming back and um, nipping you in the butt in the end in the fourth quarter. So I don't think Arizona's going to win. Why? Because Kyler Murray, he's going to be having a run all day long. And it's the Miami Dolphins had a perfect example when you had Cam Newton. They already experienced a quarterback that could run all over their ass all day. And that's exactly what they were going to wait for him to do so you could throw a pick because we got them corners. The Like, come on, man. Even last week, we put two – we had two picks and we, we, we left two on the table. In they hand, you know, they wind up trying to run, you know, without, you know, actually catching the ball first. But, yeah, the Dolphins. The Dolphins going to do what they do. Why? Because, look, you got Tua versus Kyler Murray. Both of them is rookies. One is supposed to be all-world in Tua, and the other one, you know, he was on point. He was, he was, he was a beast when he was at OU. Both of them is accurate. But who, who hold the, um, um, the percentage in the NCAA for accuracy? That's Tua. Now, even though I seen him for one game and, you know, they didn't really do much, you know, because the game plan was all fucked up. But I respect it because, like you said, Marcus, like, if I got to change the game plan just to win, I mean, like, it's not a Super Bowl right now, you know. I'm gonna, You know, he got hit, he got back up, he got hit again, he got back up. Now, you know, that could put the rest, his hit for a little while, you know. If he keep getting hit like that, then that'll be coming into question. But, you know, um, like I told you, um, like I told you last week, you know, I wanted him to get hit and come, you know, I wanted him to get that first hit. He got it from Aaron Donald, the best defensive player. We both spoke on Aaron Donald. First play, Aaron Donald did what it did. So, what do you want me to say? I'm going to say it's going to be Tua. Now, I think it's the pressure. I think it's the pressure now, Tua versus Murray. Not talking now about team wise. I'm not talking about team wise. I'm talking about legacy wise because both of them came out the same year, basically, right? No, I'm Kyler. That's, that's what I've been talking about. That's what I've been talking about. I've been talking about like legacy and Kyler Murray okay, okay. is in his second year. He's, oh yeah, second him. year, second year, second year. But um, yeah. So, so who who you got in that game? Like, what what's the you think they making a well? The, let me let you know what the spread is. The, so Arizona's favorite to win that game by five points. Let's just say five points. Who, who what what's your score line I on think, that game? I, I think the Dolphins win by a field goal. You know, and you know it's gonna be a close game. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a defensive game. You know, and um, it's not gonna make Tua look as bad because Kyler Murray is not gonna be capitalizing it the way people think he's gonna capitalize. It's gonna be a close game, um, and yeah, you know the Dolphins are gonna go wind up pulling it off um, defensively. Field goal, and we got one of the best kickers in the NFL. So, yeah, we, right now we're going to go ahead and switch topics right now and um, go ahead and um, do this University of Miami versus North Carolina State, you know, on Friday, you know, um, it's a 7.30 game. I'm not sure, Marcus, you're going to know. No, it's not home, so Marcus shouldn't be at that game. Um, I think the University of Miami is going to go ahead and do what it do. You know, you got another game in BYU and Boise State at 9.45. Um, BYU is, um, I think, ranked number nine. Um, since they're ranked number nine, 
is a perfect example. I want you to lose just because of that, because I want you want them to win and I want them to move up one or two spots or whatever like that. That comes the home home bias. Now, um, UM wise, um, UM didn't look as great last week, you know, when, when they played, you know. Um, they won the game, you know, but me, yeah. I, they wasn't doing what I want that I thought that UM was doing and what should be doing with airing it out, you know, airing it out 25, 30 yards, you know, they're running the ball, you know, barely getting any first downs. Uh, of course, we won the game. I don't really care. You know, it's my team. You know, I'll take an ugly win, a good one, a, a, a pretty win, an ugly win. I don't care. But I think this week, um, they're, they got they, – they, they set into continue on um, Harley um, having big games. They're going to be throwing to him a lot. Hopefully, you got our – one of our tight ends come back. Um, and I think that um, it's just going to be – hopefully, the UM don't overlook this game. You know, this could be an easy um, loss, you know, if they look to the next team. Um, but, you know, I don't really have too much to say about the game because North Carolina State, you know, they're not ranked. Um, and, you know, UM is my team. You see the background. You know, I've seen them a lot. I watch their games. And, you know, um, if North Carolina State was ranked, most likely I probably would have watched the game. But because they're not ranked, you know, there's no reason for me to even watch them. Hopefully, UM, y'all players, y'all coach, don't think like me. Focus on the game, whoop that ass, and make me look good on this podcast again. <laughs> uh, Wes going with the home team. Big surprise there. Um, so, I mean, the big the big thing about this game is Manny Diaz, can you get your team ready after a bye to really play well? Because, yeah, my Miami gets up for the big games, Florida States, the Notre Dames, you know, Florida's, um, Clemson, they, you know, they do their best. They, they get up for the game. But it's these little sleeper games that really will define if Manny Diaz is a, a great coach and should be the coach of the Hurricanes long term. Uh, because after a bye, history says that the Hurricanes will actually lose this game. So SC State is pretty decent. They're, they're um they're beyond their expectations, I think, for this season because they're four and two right now. Um, they're right on the cusp of being right. So this is not going to be an easy game uh, by any stretch. I think it's going to be probably a similar game to the Pittsburgh game where they'll win maybe by uh, 10 points or so like that. Or that's what you expect the Hurricanes to win by by 10 points or so. Uh, their tight end is back. Uh, Brevin Jordan is going to be back for this game. So that's a big plus. You got an All-American NFL Pro tight end that will be back in this game along with Will Mallory. So you hope the offense gets back to how they looked when he was back on the field. And you want to see the running game uh, get, come back to life too. They have been kind of non-existent. Derek King has been really bailing the Hurricanes out of games and in situations as far as third down is concerned. So it, it goes to show you just how important the quarterback position is on the college game. And thankfully, we've got a quarterback that can make plays and, and keep keep the ball driving down the field. But I think this game is going to be close, unfortunately, uh, for Hurricanes fans. It's not like how you want it to be, like the 2000s or the 90s, where we was blowing out teams like this. Sony year two. This is not that team, at least not yet. 
We, we just don't have those, those type of recruits yet. We don't have that depth yet. We're not on the level yet as, as Clemson and Ohio State and Alabama like we should be. So if this game is on Friday night, it's interesting that it's on a Friday night. So it is going to be a featured game, another primetime game for the Hurricanes, and it's another opportunity for the Hurricanes to really show what the U is. So I expect the offense to go off. I, I really do. I expect the offense to really go off in this game, but I feel like the defense, which has been suspect in most of these weeks, is going to give up some points as, as they do. Yeah, I, I, I feel like they're just going to give up some, some random points, some big plays, and you're going to see NC State, you know, uh, be competitive in this game, I would say for a half, and then the Hurricanes probably take over in the second half and extend the lead by two touchdowns. So that's what I think is going to happen with the Hurricanes uh, this week. Well, me, I think, I think, so uh, I think UM is going to, you know, capitalize first and score first. You know, UM actually plays better when they do have a lead. You know, they could pin their ears back and just rush the quarterback. Um, not just one touchdown, but if they have like a two possession lead, you know, nine point, ten points, you know, I think that UM can you know, like put this away early. And, 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 and you know, of course, you know, um, North Carolina State, like you said, um, they're on the brink of being ranked in top 25. So, you know, of course, they're going to have that grit. They're not going to give up. Um, but I think that if they don't come out, North Carolina State don't come out firing off and scoring quickly on the University of Miami, they're going to have a tough time going against 85, 90 plays a game against the University of Miami. Um, you know, they got the stamina, they got the weapons, they got the speed. Um, I don't really, you know, you say you have um, two players from Miami um, at North Carolina State. You know, I'm pretty sure they're going to do their thing. Why? Because um, they're going against speed. Speed versus speed. I mean, it should offset. But everybody else around you, what are you going to do? Um, hopefully y'all lose. Why? Because it's all about the you. So me... I think it's going to be, like you said, oh, probably a 10, 10 point, 10 point game um, where we actually um, win um, probably 23 to like 17, you know, something like that. Close, you know, 23 to like 17 or 15, yeah. you know, one of those games. Yeah, I agree with you. It's going to be that that type of game. The spread is actually hurricanes by 10 and a half. So by 11, basically. Um if I'm advising the betters out there, this is a stay away game. Just stay away from this one because it could be right there at 10, 11. Uh, you know, just a play here and there can make it a, a seven, nine point game. So this is one of those, those games I think you stay away if you're thinking about betting on it. Stay away from this game because, you know, it's the ACC. You just don't know what's going to happen. Home dogs usually perform well on prime time if you're a home underdog and, and you usually perform well in prime time so look out for NC State they're going to come out with their hair you know, with their hair on fire in that first half they might have a lead I think in that first half but I think Derek King and, and the tight end that I mentioned Brevin Jordan will take over in the second half and you want to see them win this game and not overlook the next week against Virginia Tech uh, they got Virginia Tech also on the road. So you got back-to-back -back road games. So this 
this is really where you see Miami uh, show their character as a team and really to see if they deserve to be in the top 25 right now. Although, they yeah, they're ranked 11. So we'll see oh. if they deserve that number 11 uh, ranking. So, so the next game, you, you, were, you were thinking about Boise State and BYU? Yeah, Boise State and BYU. Another game that I'm not going to watch. Why? It's a late game. You know, it's Friday. You know, um, we live in Miami, like I said. Yeah, I'm going to be at a high school game. game anyway. Oh, yeah, see? So none of us going to watch it. Yeah, like I'm not, not going to watch it. You see our backgrounds. You see the U, you see, you know, and you see the beaches. So, of course, I'm, I mean, it's late night, and that's, you know, I don't think I'm going to the beach late night, but I definitely think that I'm going to, you know, be vibed out, have me a beverage real quick, you know, and, you know, probably like a, you know, a little vibe with my wifey. But, again, um, that game, BYU, number nine versus, I think, number 21, BYU, um, on Boise State. Um, yeah. I, I, I remember the only Boise, other ranked versus ranked game. Yeah. But I remember Besides, Boise State um, for, for – Yeah, but I remember Boise State for, for you know, being a high-powered offense. Of course, you know, as a – you know, they're not in the ACC or the SEC – you know, but, but, you know, I remember they filled, you know, that blue color. I remember Kellen Moore, you know, actually, you know, just doing it, doing what he's supposed to be doing was accurate. You know, he, it didn't wind up panning out in the NFL, but, you know, they find a way to wind up getting quarterbacks um, that, you know, look great in their, in their conference, you know, so um, me, uh, BYU, uh, I don't really like BYU. Um, I don't like the colors. I think it's blue and white. You know, I'm just going off off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah, you know reason. you don't like blue. Yeah, you know you know. don't like blue. Well, I really you no know. politics, no politics. You feel me? <laughs> but 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 I think I, I won't be why you. I got this blue because, but no politics. I won't be why you to actually lose because, like I said before, I want the University of Miami to actually play. And, you know, they lose, we win, we jump a spot, even if it's uh, against a North Carolina state that's unranked. You know, you lose, we move up, you know. And if anybody else play on Saturday, if you're in front of the University of Miami, I pray for you to lose, you know. Now, um, I don't think we're going to win the championship this year, um, even though I'm a loyal fan. But I think, you know, if we lose again in a, in a championship, um, ACC championship game against Clemson, then, then all these raw receivers that we need, you know, to break away from defenses and being wide open like the Alabamas and the Ohio States, I think it will wind up looking good. So you win. If y'all can wind up doing what it do for this game and the rest of the season, and, you know, y'all can lose an ACC championship game to who? It has to be against Clemson. It can't be against a Pittsburgh or one of these garbage-ass teams in the ACC, you know, and we wind up um, stockpiling on on players, like you said, we don't have the depth um, at the University of Miami to do what we're supposed to really be doing. We got that right now at running back. But again, Miami and the state of Florida normally produces um, running backs, especially the University of Miami. Also with the tight end, Brevin Jordan come back. But yeah, BYU, I hope hopefully you lose Boise State um, and them horses, um, you know, do what it do. Uh, yeah, this BYU-Boise State game is uh, it's an interesting one because, you know, I follow recruiting, 
And they were battling for this quarterback, these two schools, uh, Zach Wilson, uh, who's the quarterback of BYU. He's actually a Heisman candidate. So if there's any reason to watch this game, if you ain't doing (laughs) shit on Friday night, um, you have a reason to watch uh, Zach Wilson. Um, He's a Heisman candidate. He's probably like the sixth or seventh Heisman candidate, of course, behind, you know, the favorites. Um, But if you want to get a chance to kind of see what he does, that, you know, it'd be interesting to kind of see what he does against the Boise State team whose coaches wanted him really bad. So for that reason, since both of them wanted him really bad, I'm rolling with BYU. I think BYU is going to win that game. And, you know, uh, they'll, they're going to continue to be in the top 10, which I don't think they deserve to be in the top 10. Oh, yeah. I think the only reason why they're in the top 10 is because of COVID, because COVID has really caused a shift in, in college football and causing sports you know, across the board, obviously, but especially in college football because the Pac-12 hasn't even played a game yet. This weekend is the first weekend the Pac-12 is actually going to play a game. The Mountain West, I think they've been playing for two weeks. They've been playing for two weeks. You know, so it's skewed, uh, the the rankings. The rankings don't even pay attention to them right now. It's actually the first year, well, not the first year, but they should expand expand the playoffs. And maybe we should talk about this on you know on the on the regular podcast and not the pick section um of this podcast but this if there's any year that college football should expand the playoffs is this year because you might have a team that only played like four games may make the playoffs or even be contention wisconsin played one game and they, they're not playing this week because of covid again they got 21 players infected with covid this is the year, if anything, they should expand the playoffs. But college football is a good old boys network. It's a red network, and they like to do stuff a certain way. So it, it, it's, it's like, you know, trying to push a boulder, you know, with, with, with you know, with one arm. It, it's, bas- it's basically almost impossible to change their perspective on that because it's all about dollars and cents. But anyway, that's a topic for another day. We'll just move on to the next wait, wait, game. Wait, wait, wait. Before, and... you, before you say that, before you say that, I think BYU, I think BYU is going to win. I want them to lose because of you win. Now, again, I know that they probably going to beat Boise yeah, State. You know what I'm saying? It's just plain, plain in fact. I, I, I think that they're going to win, but I want them to lose. Mm-hmm. Let's get make sure we get that clear so it yeah. won't be like, yeah. But yeah, yeah we're yeah. gonna go ahead and oh, jump yeah, on absolutely. the next topic right now. We're gonna jump on the Benjamin report. I'm gonna give it to my dog Benjamin. He's gonna go ahead and highlight all these upcoming games on Friday for the high school football. You know, um, he do what he do on the sideline. He definitely um gonna be on the sideline on Friday. That's why he will not be seeing the Boise State versus the BYU game. But yeah, listen to more on the yeah, Benjamin they, report. On the Benjamin they. report. Yeah, I, I may catch that Boise State BYU late while I'm writing, but uh, just a quick recap: what happened last week? American Heritage uh, pulled out a win against Cardinal Gibbons, uh, so that rivalry always seems to come down to the last game. You can read that story on FootballHotbed.com. It was a great game where Miami commit James Williams made a big play once again. He had a blocked field goal in a, in a critical moment and returned that bitch all the way for a touchdown. 
So James Williams is a playmaker. He is one of those players that you just can't wait to see play for the Miami Hurricanes as, as soon as possible. This is a player that you could probably see the field next year as a true freshman. He, I mean, he's just that impactful in game. So he was one of the big differences to, to allow American Heritage to win. American Heritage now has a, another huge game against St. Thomas Aquinas this week. St. Thomas Aquinas lost against Cardinal Gibbons two weeks yeah, ago, but yeah. they bounced back and won against D-Land and went up to, you know, Central Florida and beat D-Land, just beat the dust off of them. And so now they come back home against American Heritage. And, and to be honest, this is a game that we never see. These are two really good teams that never play each other. Um, American Heritage and St. Thomas Aquinas, I don't know what the actual number is for the past 10 years of, for, as far as championships concerned, but it has to be in the double digits as far as state championships are concerned, uh, just the players that they produce. Um, you got Pat Sertain Jr., who plays for Alabama right now. He used to play for American Heritage. You got Nesta Silvera, um, you know, play for American Heritage. You got Tyson, uh, damn, I can't think of his name right now, but he uh, is like, he, he plays for over at Georgia, um, another five-star player. Um, you, you got players like, you know, Philip Dorsett that came from St. Thomas Aquinas. You got Derek Wingo, who, who you'll see over at Florida. So the, these are two programs that consistently produce and consistently have big-name coaches um, on their staff. So you got players like Jason Taylor on St. Thomas Aquinas. You got Pat Sertain, who's the head coach of American Heritage. You got Aronde Gadsden, who, who's the one of the coaches for American Heritage. Earl Little Jr., who Earl Little, I'm sorry, senior, who works, who uh, coaches for American Heritage. He played for UM and also played in, in the NFL. So they got players all over the field. Um, but who is going to win this game is going to be interesting because you want to see Sam. St. Thomas really get something going with their offense. And their weakness, I feel like, is their offensive line this year. They just lost so many guys. Um, they lost uh, Marcus Dumerville, who to, to LSU. So they, they lost some guys. And I think it's really going to come down to quarterback play. And St. Thomas has got a quarterback, Zion Turner. He's a sophomore, another one of those sophomore sensations down here in South Florida. And you're hoping that this is the game where, you know, he really kind of comes up with big plays to win. But I'm, not, I'm just not sure about it. And from based on what I saw the American Heritage last week, I feel like defense wins, you know, and defense wins championships. And the stakes, they can win uh, this week. Uh, another big game uh, this week is Northwestern against Miami Palmetto. So this is like a Miami Hurricanes, you know, you know, party as far as like, you know, recruits are concerned. Because you got Leonard Taylor, the five-star defensive tackle who plays for Miami Palmetto. You got Rashard Smith, that's uh, a speedy slot receiver who also plays for Miami Palmetto, committed to Miami. And then you got all them boys from Miami Northwestern. You got Tim Burns, a cornerback. You got Khalil Brantley, who's hurt, but also uh, plays from Miami Northwestern. 
Uh, you've got Romello Brinson, really electric receiver, also committed uh, to Miami. And arguably the best player on, on their defense, Cameron Kinchin, a safety, also committed to Miami. Um, and I think he is really going to be one of the differences in this game. I think Miami Palmetto is a good team, but I don't think they have enough. They don't really have that championship pedigree that Miami Northwestern has. This is a Thursday night game that I should be at. This is going to be a Thursday night special um, at Trav Powell Stadium on Miami-Dade campus. Everybody who knows high school football in South Florida knows where that's at. That's where that game's going to be. And I feel like Northwestern is really going to show their dominance. And they really want to bounce back from that loss against IMG Academy, like I predicted last week, you know, I, I predicted the IMG Academy would beat Northwestern, and they they beat them pretty handily. Uh, it was a 30-something 30, 30 to 7 type of game, unfortunately, against Northwestern, the arguably the best team in South Florida. So you already know their cheat code or whatever IMG is, um, but Northwestern has a chance to really kind of bounce back and really kind of show why they are projected as the best team in all of Florida, not just South Florida. So I think they bounce back and win uh, this week. So we'll see what happens. So th those are really kind of the two primetime games uh, this week. Uh, we do finally see Deerfield play. That that that's a you know another school that produces great talent. Xavier Restrepo, who is one of the freshmen that is getting played playing time at the U, came from Deerfield Beach originally. He was at St. Thomas Aquinas. Deerfield finally gets on the field they're a loaded team uh you know this week so we'll see what they do they open up against Stranahan uh this week so we'll, we'll see what they do uh this week and um that, that's pretty much it as far as uh the prime prime time games um you really want to see what Northwestern does against Palmetto have have the Bulls beating the Panthers in that game and I think Heritage continues their winning ways and takes out St. Thomas Aquinas. Sounds good to me. So that's the Benjamin Report. Um, we can just transition to the other college football games that's going down this Saturday. We got two big, big games, two other ranked versus ranked teams. One of the teams that we picked wrongly, West last week, and I know why we picked it wrongly, because, you know, we just don't like them boys. And that's the Florida Gators. And I, I know there's some bias when I pick a, pick a game with the Gators because I just don't like them boys. If there's any team I hate the most, it's the Florida Gators. And I actually hate them more than Florida State. I hate them more than um, Notre Dame. I would want to see Florida, the Florida Gators lose more than any other college football team. So this week they play against Georgia, though. Um, so Florida and Georgia, annual rivalry. They call it the uh, the biggest cocktail party, but it's going to be the biggest COVID party this year. And I think Florida is a team that is pretty good. And unfortunately, I don't think they have enough to win this game just because I feel like Georgia has strong defense. I feel like Georgia's defense is, is arguably one of the best uh, in the game, yeah, they got dismantled a little bit by Alabama.
Sound like we got some technical difficulties on my dog Marcus in. You know, um, but yeah, going back to what he was saying as far as with the Georgia and the Florida Gators, we both hate the Gators. You know, that's the last team that I'm going to pick on any Florida team. You know, I'm going to bet for FIU. I'm going to bet for Badoon. You know, I'm going to root for all them teams before the Florida Gators. But um, I think I think the Georgia Bulldogs, they're going to come swinging. They're going to do what it do. Of course, it's going to be a COVID fest. Of course, you had um, the head coach of um, the Florida Gators, you know, said all the bullshit. And then you see how the karma hit, you know, they wind up having to be quarantined. But um, I think, I think you know, the Gators going to go ahead and lose, you know, and karma's going to keep hitting them for, for the West of 2020. So we're going to go ahead and just wrap this up. Um, I'm Wes, again, you know, hosting live in Dade County for my dog Marcus. And, um, yeah, this is the Mark West Sport Podcast. See you guys this Saturday. Um, we're going to give you some more and go into detail.